When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's go hour number two on a Monday. Trying to help you through it, Cowboys fans. Yes, I was gutsy enough to wear the Cowboys shirt today. I try to have that amount of pride. It's a hard day to wear a Cowboys shirt. I get it. I get it. Sadly, I've worn a shirt on this day way too much in the last few years. I wish I could be the one that walks in today. Oh, man. Chad, why aren't you wearing your Cowboys stuff? They won the game. I know. I'm going to lay low. No, I can't can't do that Uh, because the Cowboys didn't make the championship game again. Niners-Eagles next week. Uh, for the title in the NFC. Obviously, it's the Bengals and the Chiefs. Chad and Zay on a Monday. We're trying to process all of that. By the way, uh, if you missed it, it is a broken leg for Tony Pollard. Fractured left fibula is what they're saying coming out of that, and it did look like it hurt. Patrick Mahomes definitely looked like his hurt too, but not quite as bad. Uh, And we'll definitely get to more NFL stuff. We got Longhorn stuff to get into. And as we start this second hour, we also have uh, our normal guest, and he's back in studio with us. It is the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. Let's give them their love, even though he's right uh, here in studio. If you haven't been over to Vaqueros here on 360 for some great Tex-Mex, it is awesome. Awesome. Uh, it is Joe Cook of Inside Texas on 3.com. He's at Joseph Cook 89 on Twitter. He is wearing an Astros championship hat, so he really enjoyed me going through the sad Cowboys stats. How are you, sir? Doing great. Back, <laughs> glad to be back. Uh, most of the time, I'm overlooking DKR when I'm on the phone with you all during the season. Now, no Monday press conference, stuff like that. So glad to be back over here with you all. So, yeah. So do you have to be here. Do you have like a text chain? I mean, of like cowboy haters. Let me know what goes on on the other side of things. Because you and Zay are both on the other side. Y'all are enjoying when the cowboys screw up. Like, do you, do you have a text chain you're in where but, you're making? Joe fun has of us? like a legitimate reason to be a Cowboys hater. He's a Houston's fan. That's true. I'm just straight that's up. right. Hey, but the other thing is that what I tell my friends is I I'm an observer now because I know that's what this put. I'm always going to be talking about whether it's at yeah. you know talking with other media members, uh, Dallas friends I have. I you know the Texans being as bad as they are and yeah they're really bad they're probably one of the worst franchises right now in the nfl so i'm gonna be a cowboys observer and yeah i'll take a few shots but i know what 313 and one looks like and what leeway it gives me but um yeah it's uh i mean i can't say i'm terribly surprised i think that that last play kind of encapsulates everything trying to do too much with not enough pieces uh especially when you're putting Zeke at center mm. and watching him get bowled <laughs> over. And, uh, Did that watching... feel too cute to you? Did that feel a little too cute? Just a little what bit. What else are they going to do? Maybe Zay, put the Zay, center there? Zay. Zay. Just throw it back? Jerry's wife at center would have made more sense. <laughs> I mean, did you see that formation? Like, I, I get trying to try something different, but different has to be able to work. And, uh, mm. you know, I don't think – I can't remember the last time – 
uh, I've seen Zeke practice a pass set after snapping the football. And I don't think either uh, uh, McCarthy or uh, offense corner, blanking on his name, Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore, I bet they've never practiced that either with him. So, yeah, I, th- I want to know what that looked like on the practice field to where they're like, you know what, that, that's the light. We're going to put the, it in. That's the late game play. We're putting it in. If you, if you can count the number of offensive linemen that you have set up outside the numbers, stop. Like even just stop. Even in a normal play, like five on five, it's a that's a bad matchup for offensive linemen. If there are five defenders, five offensive linemen, that's a uh oh, we gotta get the ball quickly out type play. So one on one What is going on? What, what makes that a better idea when that, it's a running Joe, back? Joe, too? let me ask you this, man, because you being the Houston fan that you are, if the Cowboys draft Bijan Robinson, how's that gonna make you feel? I'd be okay with it. That's what I'm talking about, Joe. Come well, to the dark what, side with but what me. If he goes I don't know to, that he said he'd root for them. He just said he'd oh, be okay. okay with it. But what if he goes <laughs> You're to, talking about being a fan if it happens. <laughs> but I don't know if y'all have seen a bunch of mock drafts. This may hurt you a lot more. What if he goes to the Eagles? Oh, no, that's the one that I got love me. I that, too. As soon, how, how dare you? How yeah, dare you? There's no him. need for that. No need for that. Miles Sanders and Scott and Gainwell, whatever his name is, they don't need Bijan. Yeah, see, that's the other thing that tortures me because I am a I am a rare breed in many, many ways. But I am, you know, because of the job and, and everything I deal with and because of the type of Aggie that I am, I'm open-minded to liking some Longhorns. But when they go to the NFL to a team I can't stand, mm-hmm. well, I can't root for them. So, like a guy like a Menahue, loved the guy, couldn't root for him as a Texan now, coworker. Now, coworker, he was a, an intern yeah. for us. Now I really can't root for him as a Niners fan. He got hurt and came back in Niners. the game, which is good. I was good to see, glad to see him come back. Yeah, he came back. Obviously, I don't, I don't want him out of the games and stuff. But yeah, it, it, so with, with Bijan, as much fun as it's been to cover him here, that's going to break my heart a little bit if he goes to a team that I cannot stand, a team on the list. Of, of problem teams for me, but I mean it'd be a great move, especially mm-hmm. at that point in the draft of where he's where they're discussing him going. Mm-hmm. That would have a little bit of a Clyde Edwards Hilaire to right. Kansas City feel to it to me. There's where a, the there's, fit would make all kinds of sense. Yeah. But there's a lot of variance in the mocks I've seen. Like I've seen some say he's like a you know in a normal draft he's top ten talent, but th- these aren't the drafts where people take running backs top ten. He could be. Like you said, Edward Zelaire, tail end of the first round, mid first round. There's so much variance to where mm-hmm. uh, we still got, you know, yeah, they crazy might cut NFL. him in Kansas City. Yeah. Isaiah Pacheco and McKinnon, they might look at him and say, oh, we don't need you like we thought we did. So before you get this money on this upcoming contract, we're going to let you go. Dude, mm-hmm. Pacheco is just not fair. Yeah. It's not fair to have they him. They found him in the seventh round. What the heck? That big and that fast at the same time? Out of Rutgers. Running it? That's crazy. It's the Shiano, man. <laughs> That's the Shiano effect. There it is. Joe Cook inside Texas hanging out with us here on a Monday. So for Longhorn fans, uh, before we get to basketball, what about Junior Day? I, I noticed there were no offers. Ten guys didn't uh, didn't join the 2024 class. That's not how it works nowadays. Mm-hmm. But um, anything you would tell Texas fans about Junior Weekend? Yeah, so... I don't do a ton of recruiting, like full-time. I'm not going to all the high school games, but I because I'm in Austin, I'm always at these events, whether they be these winter ones, uh, whether they be in the summer and they're hosting guys. Um, and, and one of the things I, I noticed is that just the, the volume of guys, I think they had over 60-something guys who were there. Um, and sometimes, uh, you know, something I put on, on Insight Texas the other day, there's good reason for that. 
Uh, sometimes it has to do with you know maybe a new facility or a new coach or stuff like that, and you know trying to use that to to build momentum. But this at this point, it's kind of it's legitimate interest in the program that has so many guys from not just Texas, but also uh, you know all across the Southeast. A few guys from California, guys from Modern Day who were there. Like they brought in a lot of different guys. So um, you know I I don't think that. Uh, um, it used to, they would make it more exclusive. Like they wouldn't bring in maybe 60 guys. They'd maybe bring in 30. And I think that would be as a way to be like, Hey, look, you're real special to us. We're really pumping you up. Mm-hmm. So as to kind of equal the playing field as much as they could with other teams. Now they don't really need to do that. There's enough interest from players around the country in a positive way to where you don't have to make it super exclusive, but you can still offer that open house at one-on-one time at the same time and welcome all those guys because there's real interest in the program. Mm. Joe, A.D. Mitchell has enrolled in the classes this week, the Georgia transfer who has two national championships under his belt. And bringing just that championship DNA to the 40 acres is big in itself. But you saw this whole last season just throwing the ball was so inconsistent, so such a roller coaster from Xavier Worthy to the rest of the core. Now with A.D. Mitchell, what does this mean for Steve Sarkeesian's offense? I think it means that they can still be really flexible with personnel because you saw this year they kind of only had two reliable wide receivers, uh, Whittington and Inworthy. They also had two really good tight ends or guys who fit tight end roles and Jatavian Sanders and Andre Carrick as that 6-0 lineman. Carrick's gone. You saw that in the Alamo Bowl where they had Gunnar Helm there and he got blown up a couple times, missed an assignment. Uh, so you you are now able to be a little bit more flexible with your personnel, and that includes using more 11 personnel. They didn't have the receivers uh, this year to put three on the field all the time. Casey Kane had a solid game in the Alamo Bowl, but they rotated between Brennan Thompson, Ajay Hall when he was able to suit up, uh, Kane, Tariq Milton, but it was really those only two guys. So now they have this flexibility a little bit more to go into 11 personnel um, have maybe Whittington Worthy and Mitchell on the field or uh, Nayor and a combination of those guys on the field be a little bit more flexible and have you know consistent threats uh, at receiver at, at all three spots at receiver. And this is a guy who um, also just has you know big not big playability, I think he does have that, but clutch ability. He's got four touchdown catches and four career college football playoff games. Mm-hmm. He was someone that missed a lot of this past season for Georgia with a high ankle sprain. As soon as he was healthy for the SEC title game or healthy enough to play, he's playing against LSU. He got back into the starting lineup. And, of course, this is a Georgia team that had Darnell Washington and Brock Bowers. They're running a lot of two tight end, two wide receiver sets. And Kirby Smart, Todd Munkin think, you know what, we got to get this guy on the field even after missing most of the year. So uh, definitely a quality guy. Um, that was uh, I, I don't make very many recruiting prediction picks, but I made one on Wednesday. Had some fun with it, and it uh, came to came to be on on Friday night. Look at you <laughs> batting a thousand, baby. No. That's what I'm talking about. That's a big time get. I, I don't. We don't know how Isaiah Nayor is going to be. Everybody thinks he's just going to get right back in the lineup and be a okay. Like coming back from an ACL injury is a big deal. So he might, you know, it might take him a while to get acclimated, and he might lose a step. Bringing in Ad Mitchell, I think, is huge. I agree with you. I like the. I, I like what the guy has shown us. You talked about the the touchdowns he had in those playoff games. The big one against Ohio State. The backbreaker against TCU when they really shut the door on him. He can make. And then the thing he can tell you that. Texas had trouble with this past season was to just throw it near me. Mm-hmm. Get it somewhere close. We all realize it's Stetson Bennett throwing him the ball this year, right? 
We're not going to confuse Stetson Bennett with the greatest passer we've ever seen in our lives. If you watch enough of that Georgia team, those guys help Stetson Bennett out a lot. Yeah, they're so wide open. How can you not complete the pass? Well, that too. That too. But just get it in his area, even if there's a guy there. That TCU dude was all over him on that touchdown. He was the one who made it 38-7, front corner of the end zone. He catches it with one hand. Mm-hmm. It's technically P.I. I think they probably should have called as he's getting one arm pulled over. But... Yeah, he's really good. I love receivers like that. The Good size, but you can also make those catches in traffic. A little bit different than most Steve Sarkeesian wide receivers. I mean, yeah. if you just kind of look at this class, mm-hmm. you have DeAndre Moore, Jonte Cook, even Ryan Niblett, kind of all around six feet. Xavier Worthy, Jordan Whittington, I think Worthy maybe 5'11 or 6 foot, and then Whittington 6'1". Nayor is a little bit of the outlier. I think he's 6'2", 6'3", and, and Mitchell's like that too, so... A little bit different. He usually likes guys who are a little bit more elusive in space. I remember Steve Sarkeesian, I think, one time said, I don't like throwing to a stationary receiver. Uh, So you like those guys who are a little bit more elusive and can get around. A little bit different, but he's such a good player that Steve Sarkeesian kind of thinks, you know what, I can break this mold a little bit because of the quality of play I'm going to get from him. I'll throw to a stationary receiver if he's wide open. Yeah, (laughs) just get open. That's true. Get open and stop. I think he would do it, but if he had his preference, he likes getting guys on crosser routes in motion, stuff like that. That's fair. Those Alabama boys spoiled his ass, man. I'm telling you. All right, Joe, let's go to basketball. The Horns got a huge win in Morgantown being West Virginia 69-61 and with Iowa State and Kansas both going down on Saturday that's a huge win. Now all three of those teams are tied for second and you got Kansas State sitting at uh, the number one spot but what did you see on Saturday? I know there was a lot of football going on but what did you see on Saturday from Coach Terry's squad? That adjustment to zone really made a difference in that game. You haven't seen Texas run much zone uh, throughout either Rodney Terry or Chris Beard's time uh, at leading the Longhorns just because they believe in that no-middle concept, and that's it's been real effective for them. That got them to this point. It's been winning basketball, but uh, at a certain point, Terry realized they needed to do that uh, against West Virginia, and it worked. You know, It's kind of just a change-up, not something they really major in, but it really worked. Um, another thing that they were able to do, they the, the Cyclones played a real physical game up in Hilton Coliseum, and Texas just wasn't ready for it. They, they couldn't match it, uh, and I think you saw, uh, and, you know, in addition to the fouling late uh, to try and keep the game close, Iowa State just was able to get to the foul line, get boards, uh, both on the offensive and defensive glass, and Texas wasn't able to adjust. I felt like they did that a little bit more um, against West Virginia. I don't think West Virginia has the same caliber of players as Iowa State does right now, and part of that, I think, speaks to, to Huggy Bear a little bit uh, at this point in his mm. career. Uh, but, you know, Texas was able to go on the road, get a win, about all you can ask for. Um, and, again, they do it with veteran leadership. And and even additions from Dylan DeSue, who's starting to come on a little bit of late. He, I think he's had, you know, double-digit scoring point uh, outings in the past two games. He was and, good. He was and, good. And, you know, he, was hitting, he wasn't just hitting layups. He was hitting mid-range shots and stuff like that. And, of course, you still got Marcus Carr, who's – Probably putting together a, uh, you know, I, I know there's some really good guards in the Big 12 this year with, you know, guys like even Keontae George and Mike uh, Mike Miles, um, and just thinking up in, uh, just all over, um, all over the uh, the conference are really good guards. But I'm struggling to think of how you keep Marcus Carr off maybe the first team All Big 12 team this year with how he's playing. Yeah. <laughs> if, he can, if he if he can give Texas 20 or more in a game. I think that's a great. I don't want to make that the baseline because that's it's always tough to do. But when you're on the road like that in a conference game that's close, you got to have somebody be your guy. 
And for him to step up, what was it only seven in the first half? And then to have been less than that. Was it less? I mean, because it was single digits, right, in the first half, yeah. and then he really woke up in the second half and became the guy. They're just a di- they're a different team to me when he's got that confidence and when he can give them twenty or more. It just resets everything the else. Shot he hit going into halftime was huge. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it was a classic play of his. Just he's, I think these past few games has really shown how important losing that weight in the off season was for him because I know. People wanted Tyrese Hunter to be the point guard this year, and ideally, that's what you want. But Tyrese can't play a game without cramping. It seems oh, like oh man, uh, he, Joe. Uh, he did have a little bit better week this past week. Had a good start against Iowa State, and uh, when he was on the floor, he played pretty well. But uh, Marcus Carr, he's he's kind of had to be the point guard of late with the ball in his hands a lot, um, and because of that, you know, lost weight in the off season, I think he's a little bit more able to. Uh, maybe get around guys, and he's not, you know, he's not the greatest facilitator. He only had three assists uh, this past game uh, against West Virginia, uh, but he's a okay facilitator. And if that's what he's going to have to do uh, with with Hunter being the in the condition he is and uh, being the quality of player he is, it's it's still working out okay for the Longhorns. Man, Joe, I I ain't no old head. I consider myself a young OG in my early thirties. All we had was Gatorade, Powerade, maybe a banana every now and then. <laughs> I put some mustard on the sandwich. I don't know. But this cramping stuff, it's become a serious issue. And it's just over and over. It's home. It's road. It's it's all the time. And it, to his credit, he tries to come back in. Uh, it shows a little bit of, you know, it, it shows willingness to get back out there. But that means he's got to get back out there. It means he's not in, and it just happens over and over and over. And I don't think it's just one side. I think it just seems to be both. So got to get start getting those electrolytes in maybe a little oh, bit earlier man. than the night before. they got to figure it out. Joe Cook, Inside Texas, On3.com, joins us every Monday about this time. All right, Super Bowl prediction. When, you, when we talk to you next week, it'll be set. Who's your Super Bowl 57 pick right now? It's hard to go against the Bengals. Mm-hmm. And it is really hard to go against the Eagles right now. Okay. Bengals, Eagles. That's kind, of, that's kind of the way I'm leaning right now, too. Because I think the Eagles are a little better than the Niners. They'll be at home. And there's just something about Burrow. I'm going to keep picking Burrow until he proves me wrong. I think I think Purdy's luck is about to run out. Okay. They almost got him. Almost. Cowboys almost Ooh, got him. Dan Quinn, them boys. And Marcus Lawrence was amazing yesterday. Oh, 90 had such a good game. How about that play where he sniffed out the Debo Samuel misdirection? Oh. That was freak on freak right there. What a great play that was for Demarcus Lawrence ruining that play for Ooh. Debo. And then, yeah, it just wasn't enough. The, the biggest addition or keep, I think, for the Cowboys, and it doesn't seem likely, is probably Dan Quinn. Because if not, then you know yeah. you're, you're okay with Kellen Moore. You, you know what Dak is now. At least you know that. But if you lose Dan Quinn, you're losing probably the the guy who makes your best the best facet of your team somewhere else. And I don't know if they're gonna replace him yeah, or go right. elsewhere. I know everybody kind of likes that too high system, but who's gonna use Micah Parsons and the rest of those defensive uh, linemen and you know putting Stephon Diggs or not Stephon Diggs Trayvon Diggs in, in the right spot? I I think that's it's not a player. It's it's Dan Quinn, mm. who may be the biggest guy the agree, Cowboys Joe. have to keep. Yeah, I think you might be right. Danny Boy, go! Strike by the iron's hot, Danny Boy! Zay, why are you smiling so much when you say that? Because he gold! Because Joe is right. Danny's going to get out there today and say, okay, how many calls we getting? From his agent, uh-huh. it's going to be a list of all vacancies of these NFL teams that need coaches. They're going to look at Danny and say, hey, you ready to become a head coach again? He's going to be like, yep, uh-huh. I'm gone. Would you tell Jerry to make Dan Quinn the head coach? 
to keep him? Ooh. Would you go that far? Dan Quinn's a head coach, and Bijan gets drafted. Is oh, that, yeah, I'm taking that. Is that your combo? Yeah, I'm taking that. Okay. Not my team. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Joe's like, yeah, whatever. Do whatever you need to do. Joe's just trying to figure out C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. Which one do you want right now, Houston guy? Tank, go for Caleb. You go- <laughs> Oh, you're, you like Caleb Williams That's that much? That's cold-blooded. And you can get Will Anderson if the Bears don't take him, and if the Bears do take him, then you can trade down and – what I, I mean, why go for wins next year? You're going to be bad again next year. So, and I'm I'm just an apathetic uh, Texans fan. No, like, I can tell with that answer. That's I, I that's think, sadistic wow. right there. I, I haven't heard that thought. I think I watched maybe four quarters all year. <laughs> so, yeah, and, right. I, and I think Caleb Williams is that good too. He that's look, the other part. Yeah, he I, is damn good. Wow. He is damn good. Don't know if he's that good, but he is damn good. You're right. All right, that's Joe Cook. Check out InsideTexasOn3.com and check him out on Twitter at JosephCook89. Always good to see you, brother. Glad to be back. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, not so much Astro stuff. You're making me sad. Making me sad. Uh, And the Cowboys are really making me sad. We're continuing to talk about that today. Also up next, we'll get you a Flex 30 segment. Changes at LBJ and UT at the same time, apparently. And Stony Point is rolling. Zay's going to tell you about it. On the horn. Quote, plus $25 off your repair and to schedule at-home car repairs, go to repairsmith.com and enter code quote. That's R-E-P-A-I-R-S-M-I-T-H dot com code quote. Repairsmith.com code Q-U-O-T-E. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's the name of the song? Pump it up. Pump it up. Is that Elvis Costello? That's right. All right. There we go. The Elvis that didn't steal <laughs> from real artists. Now that is absolutely true. <laughs> that El- This Elvis, this Elvis was doing his own thing. Legitimately. There's no doubt about that. Yo, Elvis Costello's footwork. Looking like Ocho Cinco with these moves, man. It's a fluid moving white boy. Very back fluid. in the day. Rocking those glasses. Yeah, very unique sound from Elvis Costello. That's good stuff. Elvis Costello, Genesis, and Anthrax on the show today already. We hope you are having a good Monday. We're trying to help Cowboy fans through this day. We got this text earlier. It said, I graduated from UT, so there's always going to be, so they are always going to be my team. I can choose. To be a Cowboys fan. Oh, Lord, here we go. Um, I'm done. Going to find something better to do in the fall. 
on Sunday. Congratulations. You're probably going to live longer, less stress in your life. Smart move. Wow. How Smart about that? move. Hey, I've heard those through the years, and there's been very few that actually, you know, followed it through. But there have been some of those fans through the years that say they're going to do it. They say they're going to get rid of their season tickets, or they say they're getting rid of their stuff and they're never rooting again until Jerry's gone or whatever. Uh, and I've actually seen them do it, and, and uh, they've stayed with it. So we'll see. This says I don't care who comes out of the AFC, but I'll root for them in Yo, the Super Bowl. With how good medicine is and how rich Jerry Jones is, <laughs> I got Jerry for another decade, just letting y'all know. <laughs> just letting y'all know. Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, hey, man, what you want? I don't, what you want from the guy? Mm, uh, somebody texted in. Car had nineteen in the second half. Wow, nineteen. Yo, one thing that separates him from last year. Yeah, we could talk about the weight thing, and obviously that's a that's a big deal, and it's definitely helped in his production this year. But he he has the green light to take bad shots, but sometimes. A bad shot for another player is a good shot for somebody like Marcus Carr. Like, he needs to take a bad shot every now and then because he just needs to get shots up to get him going. Like, he shot, there was a shot he shot in the second half, Chad. Two guys were on him. Terrible shot. Mm-hmm. Knocked down. Yeah. Like, it was nothing. And that's just the flow that he was in. He was really the only one, him and uh, Dylan DeSue and Tyrese Hunter, before he started getting cramps and stuff. But, yeah, Marcus Carr last year, I don't think Chris Beard gave him the green light to take bad shots because, for one, he was so focused on getting everybody involved and being the, air quotes, true point guard. Mm-hmm. And, two, everybody was kind of in shackles last year on the shot <laughs> selection. You know, that's yeah. just what it was. This year, that's uh, not the case. And, yeah, you got to give Coach Terry and this coaching staff the confidence that they're giving players like Marcus Carr to take some of those bad shots that, you know, he can knock down that he practices every day. And you mentioned the shot right before the half. Wasn't he the one that hit that big three coming out of the half, too? Yes. That was a, I thought that shot was big. The immediate lead back. And I think it may have gone back and forth a little after that, but that was a huge shot, too. I thought that was a good way to start the half. Uh, Texas basketball getting that win over West Virginia. We'll get into that more at 2 o'clock. We'll also keep talking Cowboys. Now what, Cowboys fans? You want to stick with it? You want to run it all back? I'll just say it to Cowboys fans. If I give you the option of same head coach, OC, DC, and Dak, you want to do it again? Because I think Jerry would. Do you want to do it again if you're a Cowboys fan? Let us know. Specs text line 337-3776. Right now, let's get you a Flex 30 segment. One of the local coaches in the area gets a uh, a different job. Heads to the college ranks, and Zay's going to tell you about a basketball team. Here we go. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All right, I guess this would technically be moving on up from the east side since Jamal Fenner. Oh, wow. Was it LBJ? <laughs> right? 
And now he's yeah, going like to be at UT. A little bit of a, a westerly move there. Uh, Jamal Fenner is one of the great, uh, great guys in high school football in this area. Been the head coach at LBJ for a couple years now. Took him to the state title game a couple years ago. Had a really talented team this year that we were able to bring you over on 105.3 The Bat. But now Coach Fenner, Zay, is moving on. He's going to take over that Texas Director of High School Football Relations job. Shout out to our guys at Horns 24-7. Jeff Howe and the crew. Uh, that's where I saw them. I saw them reporting this today. So this is the job that uh, Chris Gilbert had. He's moving on to North Texas, I think, as a coach. I think this is also the job Colt's dad had a few years ago, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But director of high school football relations. Uh, I think that's a job Jamal Fenner is going to be pretty damn good at. Yeah, to have this type of job, you have to have a very good uh, chemistry and just relationships with other co- high school coaches and other coaches in general and all types of areas. And Coach Fenner, he checks all those boxes. UT, they're definitely lucky to have him. I know LBJ and that community over there, they're going to miss him. But I know Coach Fenner, he wouldn't have made this move if it wasn't best for him and his family. And congrats to him and congrats to Steve Sarkeesian and the coaching staff for getting somebody like a Jamal Fenner. That's big time. Now, you got the LBJ job open. We'll see who ends up being the uh, the head coach there. Some you, some bizarre challenges with that job that we've watched the last couple years, where you you know they've had some really good teams. There's obviously been some talent there that we've talked about. Um, you know throughout these last couple years, Cedric Alexander immediately jumps to mind, the incredible running back. But Zay, there the whole competitive balance discussion with them and in that district. It's not LBJ's issue. It's kind of what's around them. Like, they don't have enough – there's not enough iron around to sharpen them. That would be my biggest concern if I'm going to LBJ. Like, we got to find badass uh, non-district games because you know what that district is. I'm just hoping the UIL can figure a way to help LBJ out in the next couple years, maybe in the next cycle when they reset everything because they've just got some weird stuff having to win district games like 80-something to nothing. That's crazy. Yeah, and and – it's going to continue as far as the economy is in Austin and how much it costs to live here. Everybody's going to the outskirts. Nobody's living in the inner city anymore. So those schools that LBJ were playing were those inner city schools that just don't have enough population-wise to put a full football team out there. And that's why we see those lopsided scores that we do. So I don't see it getting any better. I hope there's discussion, like you said, to uh, you know, find ways, but as long as them prices in the ATX going up, people are continue to go out. Yeah, we'll see what LBJ does for that uh, next head coaching position. Congrats to Jamal Fenner for uh, moving on there to UT, high school football relations job, uh, and we think he'll do really good there. Uh, Zay, let's talk a little basketball. You got a chance to uh, look at that Stony Point team again Yo. late last week, and they put a whooping on Maynard, man. Odie. By 40? 40 points. Dang. It was the game of the week, and Stony Point won it by 40 points. And shout out to Antoine Thompson. This is his first year as head coach at Stony Point, and he has the best team in all of Central Texas. Say what you want about Buda Johnson, like Travis Westlake. This is the best team. They go out each and every week, and they showcase that. They got D1 talent from, you know, Josiah Mosley, who's a junior, 6'7". You know, I talked about him on this show a few weeks ago when me and Roger Wallace went to see those guys. He didn't play in that game, but just 
seeing him against Maynard, he was unstoppable. Too mm. big, too skilled, great footwork, gets almost every rebound. If he misses his uh, shot on the layup, he's going to get it back, and he's a great passer too. And then they got guards all around him that you can't stay in front of. Uriza Button, he's the best sophomore to me he's in Central Texas. He's yeah. so good, great pull-up, nice floaters, throws it up with the right or the left. Tiki Morin, he's been a Leatherman for multiple years. He's kind of their leader. I talked to their assistant coach, Donald Dallas, at uh, DJ Harge's game a couple of weeks ago, and he said that he's their rock. Like, Tinky Moore and what he does offensively, defensively, if he's not shooting well, then he's going to have a good game defensively, takes multiple charges, you know, gets blocks in there. Then they have Josiah Mosley's older brother, but he's young, well, smaller, more of like a guard. He's around Older but shorter? Yeah, older but shorter. (laughs) John Eric Mosley, who is very tough to stay in front of. They're just a juggernaut in that Round Rock area, and I think they're going to go undefeated in district, and they're also going to be a tough out in the playoffs. If you have not checked out Stony Point, definitely try to do that. Uh, if you uh, if you get a chance, if you're in that area, and as I'm looking at the schedule here, you can go to flxatx.com and find the schedule for tomorrow night on the Tuesday game, Stony Point hosting Vandegrift tomorrow night at 7. You may want to check that one out. Zay's going to be checking out Conley and Georgetown. Uh, It's set here for a 7 o'clock tip. Remember, KBVO with Roger Wallace and our man Isaiah Collier. If you haven't checked out these games on TV, a good chance for you to sit back in a comfortable chair and check out some of the best high school action. Roger and Zay will tell you all about it. Yeah, shout out to Roger. He carries me. Also, Chad, oh, how, how dare you? Don't, don't shortchange yourself. You've been doing a good job. I appreciate it. I appreciate doing a good that. Job. Just like you care, I mean, but I appreciate it. Mm. So, Miles Specs text line said T Mac was at the Stony Point Manor game. I ain't see Tracy McGrady. I would have saw. I would have known if I would have seen some Tracy. I was it was that T Mac. Now it was packed. Because that's what we used to call our assistant principal that was in charge of discipline. We called him T Mac, but I don't think that's what they're talking about. They just says Tracy McGrady. So man. Tracy McGrady went to that game, man. Okay. He saw a blowout. But yeah, that's my guy, T Mac, lazy might, eye and all. He might have left early. <laughs> he left early. <laughs> he might have got out early. So keep uh keep your eyes peeled for that Stony Point team. They are damn good. And then tomorrow, Zay'll get you a little more preview of Georgetown and uh, Pflugerville Connolly. If you're looking to get out for some basketball, FLXATX.com. You can find the full Tuesday schedule, boys basketball and girls basketball as well. Up next, where are we at in society? Zay will let us know. And then back to the Cowboys discussion at two. Now what, Cowboys? fans bust the Longhorns go to West Virginia and get a big road win but there are still a couple issues hanging out there for this team that we will discuss stay with us this is the horn now I'm gonna tell you before we get started we ain't got no room for no wallflowers all you wallflowers out there come on get down with us cause it's party time Me moving. I think I'd have to get off the wall for this one. My goodness. All right, Zay, do I have a shot here? Uh, I doubt it. Is it old school? Yeah, it's old school. Single artist or a band? This sounds like one guy. Single artist. Ah. 
Um, no, nah, I don't have it. Who is it? I Bobby Womack. Oh, no, I wasn't going to say that. It's party time. Really good. Yeah, it's a jam. like it. Bobby Womack, ladies and gentlemen. Elvis Costello, Genesis, and Anthrax have also been on the show today. We hope you are having a good day. If you're a Cowboys fan, you are not having a good day. We understand that. I'm with you there. We're trying to process all of this. Cowboys lose again before the championship round. It has been 27 years. I laid out all those stats in the crap bag trying to get them out of my system today. You can go back and check that out on the podcast if you want uh cowboys uh lose the eagles on the other side look so good on saturday zay that might be the extra painful part not just that the niners beat the cowboys but that the eagles look like that in getting to the nfc title game 268 yards rushing 36 minutes of time of possession i believe it was and then jalen hurts 24 attempts a 112.2 rating no interceptions yeah, I was wrong saying I thought the Niners were the best team in the NFC. I think it's the, it's the Eagles. I think I was wrong. I, I mean, with what they've been doing all year long besides the last month of the season, you just really didn't know with Jalen Hurts. And when you hear Nick Sirianni, who's a huge Grady dick, like, I mean, look <laughs> at the guy. Like, the guy was looking at the camera, shaking his head and stuff like that. They, he had that incident earlier in the year where he went in the stands after the Colts game because they fired his, uh, uh, his old coach or yeah. the guy he used to work for. And he just does things, and you're like, oh, man, it's it's so hard to root for you. So if you're a Cowboys fan, I could see why you really hate that guy. But, hey, Jalen Hurts is going to play like that. He's the difference maker for their team. And, yeah, if he's going to play close to 100%, which he looked close to 100%, he might not have been lower in his shoulder like he did majority of the season in that Giants game. But, yeah, with guys like Dallas Goddard and – Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown both went over 1,000 yards this season easily. And Miles Sanders, Pro Bowl year. And Boston Scott's good. And Gangwell have over 100 yards. Yeah. I get why you say they the best team in the NFC. I can't really. I get it. Yeah, I can't go against them after watching that, man. Devontae with 10 targets, 10.2 a catch, 5 targets for Goddard. 11.6. By the way, we talked about the crazy Kittle catch. How about that Dallas Goddard catch? Oh, the one-hander? The one-hander for the touchdown? Good grief. That was smooth. A.J. Brown, six targets. You know, I mean, he he had a light day. Three catches for 22 yards. He was kind of bitching, too. And he was kind of complaining about stuff. He was kind of bitching. Like, what you got to be mad at, dog? Oh, they're full. They These are... wide receivers, man. I know. And I love me some T.O. I love me so Chad Ochocinco. I love Randy Moss. Them guys, man, them guys got some huge skins on the wall with some fur yeah. and all types of stuff up in Canton. I don't know if Chad Ochoacin going to get to Canton, but yeah, the other two guys, T.O., Randy Moss, they damn sure in Canton. Yep. So I get them talking a little bit, but A.J. Brown, Stefan Diggs, like, A.J. Brown, you won. Like, what do you have to be upset about yeah, anyway? Right. Like, Nick Sirianni shouldn't have to go to you and, you know, head to head and touch your head and stuff. But like, it's going to be okay, AJ. We're good. We're freaking winning. We're yeah. being the team that's in our division that's a rival by almost 30 points. 38 to 7. What do you – I don't understand. By the way, did you catch that stat in the first half this year? They've outscored the Giants like 61 to 7. <laughs> 
That's dumb. That's absolutely dumb. Congrats to the Eagles, Niners, Chiefs, and Bengals. We'll be talking about them throughout the week. We'll get back to the Cowboys mess at 2 o'clock. Let's see uh, what Zay's got for us. Where are we at in society? I need a smile before I talk Cowboys. Here we go. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay, do I need to go to Twitter or what? Yeah, go to Twitter. I don't know if you saw on Friday night. The Grizzlies were at the new crypto arena. It's not the Staples Center, everybody. I'm getting used to that, too. It's hard to say Staples Center is the house that Kobe built. But uh-huh. Now it's called Crypto Arena, Crypto.com. And Shannon Sharp, who we all know, Shannon Sharp does a show with Skip Bayless on Fox FS1 every day, every weekday. And Shannon Sharp, if you don't watch that show, He's a huge LeBron fan to okay. how much Skip Bayless hates LeBron. I guess it's a good mixed match. I don't know. I, I, I guess it works. They haven't got kicked off air yet. But Shannon Sharp was on front row, and he was harping at Dylan Brooks and John Morant. And John Morant's dad, who he he seems like he's on the Hennessy every night. Oh, that's who that is. Okay, so first I see him going at Memphis players back yep. and forth. But then this dude that I see. In, in the, the sunglasses. Uh, in the sunglasses, okay. John Morant's dad, T. Morant, <laughs> who couldn't be more ignorant. First I thought it was Usher. Now, <laughs> Don't, from, a, from a distance, he kind of looks like Usher, doesn't yes. he? Yes. Yeah. yeah, he looks like an alcoholic Usher. <laughs> Usher off the wagon. Yeah, Usher off the wagon, can't <laughs> sing no more. Yeah, so oh, T. Morant, okay. who's just a character in itself, oh my God. he's at every game. Like, bruh, you look like you're 40. I know you got groupies and stuff. You're really living off your son Josh's success. But anyway, they got into an altercation where Shannon Sharp is barking at Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks had to come over and say something. Uh, John Morant came over. They had to hold T. Morant back. Steven Adams, which nobody should muck with Steven oh, Adams ever. Yeah. Like he's a big dude. Yeah. And he's letting that hair grow out. He looks even oh, more, more menacing now. Yeah. Yeah. He's a terrifying human being. Yeah. He's getting. He's, Talking to them. Oh, come on. This what? and that. He had to go on Undisputed Today and apologize. Like a two-minute rant where he's just apologizing, talking about, yeah, I know my grandkids one day are going to see this, and I'm embarrassed for that. I'm embarrassed. Uh, I'm sorry I embarrassed Jeannie Buss and the Lakers organization. LeBron, I'm sorry I embarrassed you and that you had to go and vouch for me and have my back, which LeBron did. He went on the podium and said that he'd have Shannon Sharp's back 365 days out of the year. Mm-hmm. This and that. He loves some Shannon Sharp, especially with how Skip Bayless be doing LeBron. I, I could get why he loves some Shannon Sharp. But, yeah, it wasn't a good moment for the former all-pro NFL tight end. Wow. Uh, I think you might be slightly surprised at my reaction here to Shannon Sharp, the Memphis players, and to John Morant's dad, I would like to say, Bravo! <laughs> Bravo! There's no sport on earth that soap operas like the NBA. You couldn't plan that if you wanted to. A Hall of Fame. I think Shannon's in the Hall of Fame, right? Oh, yeah. A Hall of Fame NFL player that's now on a talk show sitting first row jawing at team members of one of your best players who's got a dad who's also a... You couldn't think that up in your craziest nightmares Bravo, NBA. You continue to outdo yourself. It is good. Dude, it's unreal. Yeah. By the way, Dylan Brooks, after the game, I have to address this because 
he was absolutely bogus after this game. Okay. For one, he was wearing this very tight, very unappealing wife beater tank top, black tank top. People no. were saying he looked like Shawn Michaels when Shawn Michaels the heartbreak was kid. the heartbreak kid at one point. It looks like a bodysuit. It's so tight. Was he rocking that cowboy hat too? Uh, he wasn't. Wore? Thank no? goodness, okay. but it's a bad look. All right. During that post game, whatever, when he was talking about Shannon, Shannon Sharp and stuff, he said that LeBron James is – I didn't think he said that he was easy to guard, but he kind of <laughs> knew the formula, how to defend LeBron James. Yeah, you got to force LeBron left. you got to force a guy who's about to break Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring record right. in NBA history. He has like four games left. Yeah. You're telling me to stop him from scoring? You gotta force him left. Nobody's figured this out until now. It's him. it's been 20 years, and somebody finally figured out how to stop LeBron uh. James, who is still averaging like 28, seven and seven in his 20th year. But sure, Dylan Brooks, you got the formula. You're oh a good defender. I have a God. lot of respect for Dylan Brooks coming out of Oregon. He is a good defender, tough guy. But bruh, shut up. You don't need to say nothing like this, dog. Since you mentioned it, I jotted this one down the other day on SportsCenter. LeBron James, do you see this thing about the week after he turned 38? In the seven games after he turned 38, he averaged 37, 10, and 9. Yo. It is the best average he's had for seven straight games in his career. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> And this dude is saying, you know how you stop LeBron, right? Make him go left. Boom. Mic drop. Like, what are you talking about? What's ironic, people just, there's ridiculous LeBron lovers and MJ lovers out there that right. anytime you say anything that discredits LeBron, they're going to find some type of facts to overthrow that. Right. They went out and found some random Kobe quote where Kobe was like, yeah, if you want to Stop LeBron, you can't go let him go left. <laughs> like, uh, what? Like, now Dylan Bruce is like, he can't go left. This and that. Force him left. And while Kobe back in the day was like, yeah, if he goes left, it's over for you. So uh, LeBron's game has changed a lot throughout the years. I mean, he's been in the league 20 mm-hmm. years. Father Time has hit him a tad bit. Sure. But, gosh, That's, man. That is so funny. Man, I'm, it, I'm with you. The drama in the NBA, nothing like it. It does not stop. It is, And I will continue to say, because it goes so long, basketball, baseball's that way. I think hockey's that way, too. These sports need a little drama. Yeah. They need some soap opera every once in a while. That's why I say one, like, knockdown, drag-out fight per season, well-placed. I think it's all right. I really do. couple fellas, fellas, you know they're really not going to go after it. They're really not going to have, like, a legitimate punch to jaw fight nobody wants night. to fight in the league nobody's gonna do that let them have a little push shove let them have a little slap slap fellas fellas every once in a while so we can enjoy it and then move on stop they messed the whole league up when they did the if you take one step off the bench we're going to suspend you for the next game no 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 no, no. let him walk over there jaw a little bit see if maybe you can get somebody in the crowd interested in yelling and screaming and then we'll all have fun the spurs would have one less ring if uh, david stern would have had some freaking backbone there it is. and would have said huh maybe if dirty ass big shot bob didn't take out the two-time mvp mm. and boris Diaw currently on the suns at the time and amari stoudemire took a step on the court let's suspend them for game six 
six, David Stern. Now look. Let's just suspend them for game six. They're just trying to protect uh, their franchise. I don't know. Now look, just because Robert Ory threw Steve Nash through a table like he was the <laughs> Dudley boys back in the day, that doesn't mean he needed any punishment. What Gosh, David Stern. I'll never forgive David Stern for that. I'll go to David Stern's grave and say, you were a hell of a commissioner, but you mucked up in 07. Who were the two guys? It was Stoudemire and Bar- And Boris Bo- Diaw. And Diaw. That's Who what it was. Who was nice. Right. Yeah. Boris Diaw was so uh, good. Spurs fans know they got Boris Diaw like seven yeah. years later, and yeah. he was still good. Think about him then. And that was Stoudemire in his prime. That was big just time Stoudemire. Just change a series. Oh, it they go everything. back up to uh, 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 Phoenix, lose. Come back down to San Antonio, lose. Game done. seven, done. Yep. God, oh, my I'm, goodness. Oh, David Stern. I'm almost sorry we brought that moment up. Oh, just, David Stern. Just think of the soap opera. Just focus on Steven Adams with his hair yelling <laughs> at Shannon Sharp. I can't believe that's a thing. But it is. Uh, we will retweet that one for you. At C. Hastings 1049 for me. Zay is at ain't that underscore Zay. A lot of times it's Zay's Twitter where we go for the uh, where we at in society. So definitely check that out. The station is at the Horn ATX. Up next, the Cowboys are done. Now what, Cowboys fans? Plus, Texas basketball goes to West Virginia and gets a nice road win. We'll talk about where they are right now. Up next on the Horn.